Welcome to She Will Be the Podcast, a show that celebrates the inspiring world of everyday women. In this space, we're going behind the scenes of brand creation, discussing the highs, the lows, and everything in between. We'll also share the authentic stories of mothers, wives, and entrepreneurs who are overcoming challenges in their lives. I'm your host, Cassie Tucker. And I'm Hennessy Warner, founder of Lesara, a brand born out of the desire to empower women to write their own narratives. Together, we'll learn, grow, and redefine what it means to be a woman in pursuit of her goals. <laughs> Episode five. Cinque. Cinco. Cinco. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Five episodes. We're really past that mark of being a part of the podcasters who pod fade as we call it in the podcasting world we do not have pod fade yet we Um, won't what are you talking about yes we will not we will not we will never we were just talking about two years from now looking back at the start of the show no I need to I need to but July or no June my goodness June of 2020 well when you're listening to this it will be July but we are recording in June And so 2025 will be two years. That's wild. We'll keep it going until then. So you'll get, you'll get a dose of Cassie and Hennessy every Tuesday for the next two years and beyond looking (laughs) forward to it. But today's conversation, I know I'm personally very excited about, we have a beyond crazy amount of friends, family members who I feel like have just either decided to take the leap and start their own businesses recently, or they've been talking about it and they are planning on it and they're brainstorming and in the starting phases of it. And it's very exciting. I think it's contagious. It is. I think it's contagious for sure. Yes. Which I love it because everyone I feel like we've talked to has seen some sort of gap or need, or they have this experience that they can provide a solution to kind of speak to their experience and help people throughout that story that they have. And so I think it's amazing. And that's the best way to start a business or a brand, I think. Yeah. But reality check kind of comes in a little bit. And so we're here to kind of give you tips on how to start a business in our case right now with very little capital. And we're going to be giving you some of our own experiences, some of our own tips, resources, and tools that we've used over the past few years. Cassie, you've been in this world for how long? Oh my gosh. In October of 2023, it'll be four years since I left my corporate job, which is insane to think about. Yeah. So I'm still new in, in most people's terms and eyes but um no you've done so much like if you guys connect with Cassie on LinkedIn she it's her favorite social is LinkedIn a social media platform yeah is it considered I think so okay I think so um she's all over the place doing (laughs) so much cool things the other day I texted her and I was like what is this she was invited where was that something for marketers I don't know but you were I have it. no idea what you're talking <laughs> about so many things <laughs> because there's so many things but no I can't believe it's been four years for you Crazy. um and you entered this world of entrepreneurship kind of on the 
I don't want to call it safe, but you took a calculated risk, right? right? You were working and then you were building your side hustle, your side gig on the side. And then when you saw, okay, I think this is my chance to just dive into this a hundred percent, you did it. So I think that's a very smart way to do it. Yeah, sure. But but we don't always get the luxury for it to be that way. Exactly. But I also, I think on that topic, there's a number of different things or situations we're in, I should say, that we create a business in where either like you mentioned, Hennessy, we're working full-time jobs and we start something on the side. Yeah. That's, I would say, probably an easy way to do it. It's safe you have something to fall back but on. There's, but there's also, there's also, it's safe, but at the same time, you're juggling yes. a lot of responsibilities because you're trying to grow your thing. And right. at the same time, you have responsibilities for your employer. Exactly. So like, yeah. Or you are staying at home already. Like you weren't propelled into staying at home by a job loss or whatever. Yeah. And you decide to create something for yourself. That's essentially what happened to you when you first built the brand. So technically you've been in the world of entrepreneurship for a minute, quite a while. Um, or as we mentioned a second ago, you are pushed into this, whether it is a job loss or you quit or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, now's the time I have a lot of extra time on my hands, which can also come with a number of challenges. They all come with challenges. They all have their, I think, positive sides of things, but a number, the number one challenge or roadblock or hurdle you have to jump over, I would say is probably the financial side, financial Financial mindset, those two, which we'll, we'll kind of speak to both today, but um, finances specifically is something I would say is like the core topic of what we want to discuss today how do you do it low cost low capital especially especially when we go into whether you call it entrepreneurship self-employment whatever you want to title it we go in with these big dreams and big vision I mean you should right like I don't think anybody should go into this like aiming low I think you should always aim high but then of course there's that okay how am I going to pay for these big dreams to come true right there's definitely a big hurdle when it comes to that. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that we've been able to kind of overcome that um, over the past few years. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, obviously, we're speaking to today, the business that you may know this podcast for, which is product based. It's in the fashion retail space. Uh, mostly, but I think these strategies, whether you're creating a product-based business, a service-based business, a digital in-person, whatever it is, like these are things that you can do to apply to your startup. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just all about getting savvy. And I think speaking to what Hennessy was saying a minute ago, you have these big dreams going into building your brand. You picture what could be in six months to a year, which I think is important. And again, we'll talk about that at the end, but I think with that comes a lot of comparison and feeling like you have to have everything, do everything, have the right logo, website, everything right at the beginning. And that's where you can fall into this trap of comparison and imposter syndrome, uh, which is also another challenge. So again, going back to mindset is just starting small, being smart with decisions, and then you can always build from there. And so that's kind of the overall 
I guess, guide, guiding factor of mm-hmm. this conversation too. Yeah. So Hennessy, I know you have the first strategy or tip to kick us off today. So yeah. So I don't know if you would call this a strategy, but I think it's it goes into the mindset thing where you have to go in thinking that you're going to have to make some sacrifices early on. I know I did. Furley said, I'm sure you did too. Um, when we talk about spending, what am I spending money on and where can I cut back? It's about budgeting, thinking, okay, maybe this year we aren't going to take that family trip to the beach or whatever, or in our case to Argentina. Um, but we think about the long-term goals that we have in place and thinking about, okay, what can I do now to achieve the things I want to achieve by making, I don't want to say huge sacrifices, but but smaller sacrifices when it comes to our spending. I know we're experiencing it now with our family. My husband and I are both kind of jumping into entrepreneurship at the same time, which is a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, it wasn't something that was technically planned out, uh, as you know, but, but yeah. And then sacrificing your time too. We talked about it, whether you're working full-time and you're trying to start this on the side, whether you're a mom full-time working from home, whatever the case may be, it's allocating and learning how to time manage because I know I experienced it very early on with the brand. I kind of got really excited really fast and I found myself not sleeping and not taking care of myself. So definitely taking care of yourself your body physically and everything's very important early on because it when you do the things you love the time flies by like it happens to us now and we think about it where we wake up early and we get right into it and by the time we look at the clock we miss lunch we miss breakfast and it's like all right um and then I just have a short little story about a moment that I remember perfectly um when it comes to like finding funds or sacrificing something that I love dearly um, in order to to kind of start my brand. So I started Lacetta with not really, I, I had just graduated college and I had my laptop that I had all throughout college. It was beat up. It was, it, it, it was slow. It was everything. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to take on this project, if I'm being serious, I want to sacrifice something that means a lot to me. And it's going to be like my, I don't want to say my motivation, but like my little reminder of when in the times where I thought like in those moments, because those moments will arrive when you're like, I don't know if I can do this. It's like a little reminder, like, Hey, look at what you gave up a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. So anyways, Um, long story short, my husband had bought me this incredible gift for Valentine's day, me being a super addict of handbags and fashion and everything. When I moved to Italy, he gifted me my Louis Vuitton bag. It was a speedy. I, it was like your first designer bag is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, I had that bag for about five years. And when I said I had to invest and get a new laptop, I actually sold my Louis Vuitton bag to somebody. And with that money, I bought my, my, 
computer and it's a com the computer that I'm still using today. Um, so that's an example of like sacrificing certain things and whether it's time, whether it's things that you love, whatever it is that it's going to like starting a business, it's going to lead to sacrifices. So just preparing yourself for that. And even if you use that sacrifice as like a little reminder as to, Hey, you gave something up for this. Don't give up, mm -hmm. keep going, keep pushing forward. So yeah, that's, that's one of the things. I don't know if you'd call that a tip or a, just like a little reminder of what you could potentially run into. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think the bottom line with that is just making smart financial decisions overall, budgeting, yeah. saying no to the fun things that you get asked to do, or like you said, family vacations you were maybe thinking about. Yeah. It's not that you can't do those things ever. It's okay, we're working on building a business that could potentially set us and the family up for long-term success, but it's going to take at least a beginning period of a lot of hard work and a yeah. lot of financial input to make it, yeah. it work out. And so deciding to let go of things or saying no to things for a temporary period. Not just to, hey, right. I don't need another set of Which is my challenge. <laughs> So I have to tell myself, I'm like, no, I don't need this outfit this week. It's not a need. I can wear the clothes I have. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just making those tough decisions, which is hard. And you will get, I think, especially with plans, when people ask you to do X, Y, Z, saying no to those things, yeah. you may get, hopefully you don't get challenged on that, but it could come with some sort of misunderstanding but I think just knowing that you are making those decisions for the the greater good and for your goals and dreams yeah uh will will make it all worth it yeah yeah I agree I agree yep. I agree Cass, yes what what would you say is is a tip or advice or something we yes. have a few of them we have how many I think we have about we five or six five or six tips that we kind yes. of briefly touched on before recording so yeah Cass, yeah, ahead. no, number two is just support and network. I think leaning on people, being around people who encourage you in those smart, you know, we're speaking to financials here, specifically smart financial decisions, people who create resources that you can lean on. Uh, and then also just building strong relationships with different people in the space that you are operating in, because I think a lot of times having those relationships, doors will open where people uh, will will be there to help you out. And I'm not saying just go out there to build relationships in order to get something from people, right. whether it's a good deal or, uh, you know, whatever it is. But I think if you go into it, having strong relationships and building out your network, when you express a need or you express some sort of project or challenge that you're facing, there's a people in your circle who will be willing to stand up and say, Hey, I know someone who could help you out. Or I know someone yeah. who doesn't charge very much that can help you kind of get the ball rolling on this. Right. Um, and so I think that's huge. And then I think the other thing too, is just making the ask, you know, being strategic with, uh, requests or vendors that you're working with. Don't be afraid to, uh, ask them, Hey, can you work with, with my payout schedule or can you kind of cut me a deal where we do increments of payments versus right, right up front um and so don't don't be afraid of the no uh and just just ask and the worst they can say is not right now or not today or not ever 
and you just move on, but you really never know what happens. But I think making the ask too for you when it comes to manufacturers and people who are willing to work with the little amount of quantity that you were looking to yeah. to buy bags in. Another thing, you know, financially, that was a big deal of not having to get caught into buying thousands of units at a time. Well, I think that speaking on that, I think for me, that was a big, if I could go back or if I could mentor somebody who wanted to take the same path, whether it's building a handbag brand or a shoe brand, whatever it is, um, when you're dealing with product is making sure that you shop around because there are manufacturers out there out out there that will do smaller quantities in my case my first manufacturer I didn't have the luxury of doing that so my biggest budgeting aspect was in manufacturing and it took a like my budget took a huge hit which was rough but it gave me that learning experience and it gave me the opportunity to then when I did find the manufacturer that I have now, when he asked me how many bags have you made so far, I could give him a number that was impressive enough for him to be like, okay, you're serious about this. I'll take you on. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying with that for sure. And yeah. It's yeah. Go ahead, Cass. I well, no, 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 you're good. And I, I think the other thing too, that you kind of alluded to is doing your research and making sure that you are shopping around a little bit. I know that's kind of like a hokey term per se, but as you said, not just taking the first option and saying, this is the only thing I'm going to get. No, there's, there's a lot of different ways that people work out there and you may not only find a better deal or a better process or method, you may find someone that you connect Connect with better better. or that really buys into and is passionate about your story. And that can also help with that relationship. Yeah. And so that actually goes into the third point that Hennessy has for us on Mm -hmm. education. Yeah. Education, I think was the biggest thing. When you're going into something that maybe you don't have experience in, maybe you don't have the connections, maybe you don't have the, I don't, the financial means of 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 getting it, whether made by somebody else or produced by somebody else, learning how to do a lot of the things in regards to business, whether it's the administrative side, the bookkeeping, whether it's the branding, the marketing. Education is going to be huge. So take the time to learn Google and YouTube and all these incredible resources that are free on the internet, I think are sometimes overlooked. And if, again, we're sacrificing our time sometimes, but instead of watching that Netflix series, like get on YouTube, Google, whatever it is that you're trying to, trying to do and try to learn it. Um, I know that throughout my process, I've learned so many skills that, hey, I might not be an expert in, but I can hold my own kind of thing. So definitely look for whether it's books on 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 whatever you're trying to learn, whatever you're doing, or business books. If you're not great at sales, buy a sale, like how to become a, be- a better seller. I don't, that's what I think that's what I'm trying to get at is it kind of ties in with this other aspect that we were going to talk about is getting like creative on on ways to either learn how to get your brand out there and everything and 
I don't know. Uh, there's a book if you're starting a brand. This is the book that I turned to. It was the first book I bought, actually. It's called How to Style Your Brand by Fiona Hummerstone, if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. And it's just, it gives you pretty much a guide on how to create your brand identity, which that's a big aspect of building trust with your potential customers or market. And so there's just a lot of things. I think we, a lot of times, I remember it took me a little while after moving overseas to finish my college degree. And I remember when I finished and I graduated, I told my mom, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with education. I'm done with learning for a while. And then long and behold, a month later, I'm like teaching myself yeah. a lot of things. So I think education is a light is like a, a lifelong process. And when you're going into entrepreneurship or starting a business, it's fundamental to be open to learning new things on your own or looking for the resources to to learn how to do things better. Yes. And as an entrepreneur, I cannot stress enough to remove the phrase, I don't know how to do X out of your vocabulary, because you can learn just about how to do anything to kickstart, build, market your business, brand your business on your own. And most of those things you can learn for either $0 or a very low cost. cost. So do not allow a lack of what you perceive as a lack of education or experience to stop you from any of this stuff, because that will be crippling and it will stop you and you will not be able to move forward. And that's another mindset thing, which again, we'll talk about later. Um, But I think to the next point I have is working with the means that you have, which we kind of, in a way, spoke to with the first point, which was on sacrifice. But I think one of the things that I had to work through personally when first starting my business was not feeling like I have to have everything at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I not feeling like I had to have the the cream of the crop, the top of the line camera, computer platform, yeah, team members, all of this stuff at the very beginning, uh, making sure that you just start small and you can always grow from where you're at. And so nothing really with your business is permanent. The name isn't permanent. The branding isn't permanent. Obviously, I do not recommend, and I think Hennessy would agree with me, changing your branding every week or every month, <laughs> but um, find a starting point and just go for it. And if you have to look for, you know, low cost options for things, let's say you want to start a photography business or you want to start a marketing business and you need a camera, uh, instead of spending $5,000 on a camera, maybe try to go on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace and find a secondhand camera that you can just start with and get yeah. your, your feet wet with, uh, learning the photography skill set and building your clientele. And you can always add on things from there. So I think that's the biggest thing is, again, remove that mindset of feeling like you have to have it all at the very beginning, allowing yourself to have opportunity for growing and for adding and everything. And the time will come for that, I think. Get savvy. Hey, you are your biggest brand ambassador. The best way to market your brand is to wear it, use it, talk about it, everything. Get savvy with it. Social media, whatever it is market your your brand we don't have a huge budget currently we're starting this off very very um fresh i guess you could say and for example we could probably be doing a lot better if we had a bigger budget to spend on like ads and 
maybe sending products out to influencers or whatever the case may be, but we don't, and that's okay, and that will come with time. Um, but I think we do have to get savvy with it. So whether it's who we're reaching out to on LinkedIn, whether we're connecting with people on, on social media, like I said, talk about your brand, get get creative with how you present your business to the world. Um, I mean, honestly, we're, we're using this podcast as a way to talk about all these things, but we're also talking about the brand that we're trying to grow. So that right there is a creative way. Um, for you, it might be, I don't know, getting on your Facebook, going on live every Friday, talking to all your friends and family members about what you're doing, sharing your process. I think savviness is definitely a characteristic that you should have when it comes to to starting a business or, or becoming an entrepreneur, I guess. And, um, and not being scared, not being yeah. scared of, of getting out of that comfort zone. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think with this too, something we were talking about off record before is with being savvy and building your business or launching for the first time is having to wear all of the hats within your business. Yeah. And so you are, when you're first starting holding the role of VP of finance, VP of marketing, VP of sales, VP of operations, you are all of it. All of it. And so, and, and it that's can be fine. Overwhelming. It can, yeah. it can. I, I, that's the one thing I, I want to, cause I'm so, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little sick of seeing all these like videos of like, Hey, I made $25,000 this month. And so can you it's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like really? I, I yeah. wish it was like magic, but yes. it's not. And it's okay. Like it, it's okay if on your launch, you didn't make a sale. Like it's day one of who knows how long this journey is going to be for you. So yes. I keep cutting you off, Cass. I'm no, sorry. you're good. You're excited. <laughs> you're passionate about it. No, but I, I think again, that goes back to the education piece though, is just knowing that you are going to wear those hats and being so educated on all those different elements in your business. Because again, starting small financially begins with taking on a lot of those functions for yourself. But I also recommend as quickly as possible when you can outsource and bring someone under the umbrella to take away one of those functions that is not your area of expertise. Absolutely. So that that buys you more time to go out and connect with customers, clients, and continue growing your business. I'm it, a, lets you, yeah. it lets you do the things that you are most right talented at or passionate about, I guess right. we could say. And right. that allows you to focus more on the things that you are meant to do. Right. But early on, you might not have the means, which is okay, but the goal is to get to that point. Yes. Yeah. And I think another thing to note too, is that it's so important. We're talking so much here about saving money and uh, the mindset for launching, but I also am a big believer in you have to give to grow. So oh you have to invest in yourself and your money and your business yeah. in order to make money and to take your business to the next level. So the obviously, so sorry, yeah. now that you say that collaboration, mm -hmm. working with maybe somebody else who's in your space or something right. and expanding your audience that way is also a huge way to kind of eliminate some costs possibly yeah and growing your network we said that having someone that you can possibly bounce some ideas around for a certain amount of time like early on 
this journey is going to get lonely too. That's one thing we didn't touch, yeah. touch on. Um, and if you're able to build a strong support system around you early on, it's going to be so beneficial, whether it's a girlfriend, your family member, your husband, a coach, whoever it is. Um, I think that's super important. We didn't really get yeah. to talk about that, but having a Absolutely. support system is so important. Yeah, it's huge. Well, and part of that too, with sharing your idea out with people in your network is I know something that you and I have both done a lot of is trading services as well. Yeah. So let's say you really need help with a certain function, whether it's sales or you need a logo design, you are not savvy in Adobe, not savvy in Canva yet, which is fine, but having people in your network who are open to collaborating on those Mm -hmm. things for either low cost or complete trade. And so for example, I don't think either it has to be something in what you're offering currently, but maybe it's a strong skill set that you have. So if I'm not currently offering a social media management, but I absolutely need someone to do my bookkeeping for me, uh, being open to trading those yeah. services yeah. to get that logo, the website or whatever that you need is another savvy way, I think, to get yeah. what you need out of. And you'd be surprised. That relationship. You'd be surprised yeah. how many people are willing to to do that. Yeah, really. I mean, savviness is huge. I think that's like just a function you'll always wear as a business owner. It doesn't matter how big yeah. you get. I think just being savvy and being flexible and being creative and and innovative and taking are, a risk. Yeah, doing something that maybe isn't expected for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, last point here we have for you today, and I'm sure there's many others we'll probably think of yeah. in our mid sleep tonight <laughs> and just wake up with another idea. We'll have to record another podcast at 3 a.m. Um is getting creative with monetization. So this what is monetization. Okay, mean? thank you. Yes. yes. So that. monetization, and I'm probably going to butcher this, is a way of bringing in income streams for yes. your brand. So right. monetization, when we think about it in the world of uh, being a content creator or a podcaster, when you say I'm going to monetize my content, it means that you are creating the content and then whether it's a brand giving you money in exchange for that content or a brand is giving you a product to promote in your content, that's monetizing because you are now making money, money. for exactly. what you're doing. Yeah. So early on in your business, obviously, unless you hit a absolute landmine, it is going to be hard to make a lot of money up front. It's possible, but it's usually a slow climb and it takes it takes a minute. It's con- it can be consistent. Anyways, everyone's journey is individual. I'm not going <laughs> to claim claim your money journey over you, but what I'm trying to say is early on if you are especially if you're really trying to be frugal with your spending or you feel like you need more cash flow to pay for XYZ, one of the things you can think about doing is monetizing your business in a creative way. So for example, we have this podcast, we have this brand that we're creating. Let's say we wanted to start monetizing it with online courses, for example. So what if we created a course on how to launch your handbag brand or something? And so we're building out this product that we can sell in exchange for money, obviously. Mm -hmm. And when we bring that money in, we can use that to invest back into the business. So I think you can get creative with it and start 
bringing out different revenue streams for your brand that maybe weren't initially thought of, but mm -hmm. it's a good way to get some cash flow and be able to reinvest back into your business that you're really working to build and uh, grow it. So yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah. no, it didn't. It definitely did. Yeah. It's just finding different ways to make money. Yeah. Creative Getting brand. creative. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, any creative way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So we went through our tips for getting savvy with financials, starting a business at low cost. To summarize, we yes. talked about number one, sacrifice. So making cuts, essentially it's budgeting, you yeah. know, saying no to things, maybe selling things that you don't need anymore. Number two, support and network, mm -hmm. right? Seeking people who can be your support system, create new opportunities for you. Number three, education, yep. learning, growing, building your skill set. Number four, work with the means that you have. Don't feel like you have to have everything up front. That is the high end cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, number five, get savvy. Get creative with the way that you are building your business, making money. And number six, kind of along the same lines, monetize, get creative with that as well. But we have to wrap up, as we mentioned, with mindset. So, Hennessy, what do you have to share on mindset just overall as you're going through launch, building your business? Some oh, of the roadblocks and uh, encouragement. We, we talked about it a little bit in the in the previous episode about how we stay positive and inspired. So I think mindset is going to be a huge, I don't want to say a deal breaker, but if you're not in the right mindset, it's going to be an extremely challenging, even more challenging than what this journey can already be. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, I personally... I, we talked about it. I have my tools and my my ways of staying in the right mindset, whether it's journaling, celebrating those tiny milestones, doesn't matter how small they are, whether it's the first dollar you make, whether it's the first shared post, whether it's the first comment on your post, whatever it is, um, just sharing and not sharing, but celebrating it. Um, and just finding those little things that make you realize that you're you're in this and you want to continue doing this. So mindset is a big one for us. Um, we have so many people that we look and 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 turn to to whether it's I don't know we're gonna end this podcast in a different way, but um, just having those videos or those speakers or those messages that we turn to to stay in that mindset that we need to, to just push forward. Yeah. I, I think trusting the process is a big one. As you mentioned, Hennessy, yeah. just knowing that if you're currently in a low or a lull or a, a point in your business where things aren't looking up in a current moment, just knowing that that time is temporary and that that's just a season, yeah. but going back to your why, why are you doing this in the first place? What was the thing that got you started? Whether it's family, uh, creating a life where you can travel and and do what you love, whatever it is, having that in mind all the having time. An impact on others. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't necessarily connect to you, but maybe mm -hmm. in service of others, finding your purpose. Yeah. Like what is it? Yeah. Um, What's your, yeah, think about what your personal mission statement is, whether it ties into your business or not, 
I mean, in this case, it should tie into your business, but your business mission statement, which can tie into, I think, your personal values as well. And I think that's actually starting early. Mm -hmm. A lot of, we see a lot of people getting into business and just going straight for, okay, how do I make money? Right. Maybe starting off by creating that mission statement, your vision statement. Your mission is how you're doing what you're doing and where you want to go. And your vision is that long-term goal of Mm -hmm. your brand your core values, writing those down and having them present and just realizing that everything you're doing is for that, for that right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause speaking to financials of the theme of this episode, finances will get tight in certain cases. It'll be scary in certain cases, but again, I think having that passion to fuel you and getting creative and being open-minded to new ideas and new ways of doing things. Hey, if it means getting a job. Yeah. A part-time job, even, even if you just want a part-time job at Starbucks, listen, I mean, you could do whatever you want just to make it work. But if you have this mentality of I'm doing this for a solid reason or reasons, and I'm going to do everything it takes to make this happen. If getting a job means that's what you need to do, then I, I am a full advocate for that. If you need to go move in with your parents again, if you need to sell your house and move into an apartment, like it it doesn't matter what you need to do, but if you fully believe you are on the right path and that's what you're supposed to be doing. And it's fulfilling. Like there's like, there's nothing more gratifying than doing something that just fills your cup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you need a spark of inspiration, go look back at like a ton of some of the most successful people today and hear their, their starting stories, because most of the time you'll see this trend of, I worked out of my parents' basement for the first three years, or I, I was dumpster diving Sophia Armuso or however you say her last name. She's one of my favorite people in the fashion world. She literally dove for clothes and for food. Like it's stuff like that, that you just have to do. It's not glamorous at all, but I think putting this humble, uh, filter up and saying, you know what, I'm not going to care what people think. I'm going to make these sacrifices because I know it's going to be worth it in the end. I think it's, it's fine. It's all good. And, and you'll get over it and yep. whatever rough moment rough patch it there's no it's not like definite you're not there forever yeah you gotta look at it that way yep and we've experienced it we're experiencing it now me personally my family everything so it's we like, all are we all are yep. and it's don't get fooled by the the glamorous <laughs> instagram feeds and everything we all go through the dirty we do the dirty the dirtiness of entrepreneurship. Yes, we all do. We all do. Well, we will get off of our soap boxes. We hope yeah. that was encouraging for you. If it was, certainly let us know. We'd love for you to connect with us on LinkedIn. Shop the Lesara shop if you are so inclined to do so. Everything is linked below. We've also included some low-cost resources and platforms that we are currently using or have used in the past that you are more than welcome and encouraged to use. But thank you for listening. And we're going to leave you off with a wonderful, wonderful little audio snippet from Jordan Peterson. Thank you. Thank you to Juan for sharing this with us. We have to give Juan credit. Juan is Hennessy's husband, if you do not know. Um, But yeah, we're going to leave you with this and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
And there's, there's an idea that Jung developed about the trickster and the jester, the comedian, right? That the, the trickster is the precursor to the savior. That's one of the things I learned from Jung that was just, it's so unlikely, you'd never think that. It's so amazing that that might be the case. But the, 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 sat the satirical and the ironic and the, and the troublemaker, the, the comedian, and the trickster is like the joker in the king's court. And the trickster is someone who will be or play the fool. And the thing about the fool is that the fool is close to the truth because you can't learn anything new unless you're willing to be a fool. Right? You know what that's like. You, you know exactly what that's like. You're you have to master a new skill, but you're avoiding it because you know that you'll be bad at it when you first do it. And if you're perfectionistic, you're going to say, well, I, I can't allow myself to be bad at anything. I can't allow myself to be a fool. And no wonder. But the problem is, is when you try something new, you're always a fool. And so unless you're willing to be a fool, you can't learn anything new. And that's also why Jung regarded the trickster as the precursor to the savior, archetypally speaking. Is because you cannot do the right thing unless you're willing to be a fool first. The fool, the fool is the precursor to the savior. Why? Because you're a fool when you start something new. And so if you're not willing to be a fool, then you'll never start anything new. And if you never start anything new, then you won't develop. And so the willingness to be a fool is the precursor to transformation. And that's the same as humility. And so if you're going to write your destiny, you can do a bad first job. You're going to get smarter as you move forward. And that's really worth knowing. Lots of times, you, you guys, you're going to make a stage transition in your life. And you're going to feel like an imposter when you get a new job or when you get a promotion or something like that. You're going to feel like an imposter. And you are. Because what do you know when you make that first transition, right? But it's going to make you embarrassed and it's going to make you uh, ashamed and all of those things. But you have to understand that you are a fool when you first try something new. But you're a worse fool if you don't try it. Now, that doesn't mean you should, you know, make like you know everything as soon as you're promoted or, or you have some transition in status. That's, that's foolish of the wrong sort. But to know, that, to know that you have to be fallible in order to progress is an unbelievably useful thing. It can free you up. You know, I was talking to a writer the other day about his process for beginning writing. He's written many books. He writes a very, very, very bad first draft. Right, and that's a good way to think about things is throughout your life you're going to be doing that is writing the next draft of you and it's pretty bad to begin with. But that's okay because it isn't going to get any better unless you put yourself out into the domain of the unknown to begin with. And you know, you might, you might, it might go badly. I mean, that's what happens here. And so you say in your life, well, something grips you and, and, and fills you with interest. And you think, well, should I do that? And the answer is, if not that, then something. What if it's a mistake? It's a mistake. Rest assured. What do you know? You're going to stumble around, right? And what's going to happen is this. You're going to move to, you're going to not stay in stasis. You're not going to wander around in circles. And I see people like that. They said, well, I never knew what to do and now I'm 40. It's like, that's not so good. That's not so good. And you might say, well, and there is a literature too that suggests that people are a lot more unhappy when they look back on their lives about the things they didn't do than they are about the mistakes they made while they were doing things. And so that's really worth thinking about too because there's redemptive mistakes. And a redemptive mistake would be a mistake that you make when you go out and try to do something. You know, you actually, you think, okay, I'm gonna try to do this. And you're not good at it. You make a bunch of mistakes. It's like, what, what's the consequence if you pay attention? Is You're not quite so stupid anymore. 
That's the thing, is you've been informed by, your, by the results of your errors. listening to this week's episode of She Will Be the Podcast. Hennessy and I are so excited to share that the Lesara online shop is now open after a two-year-long hiatus. Head to our website in the show notes to shop our handbags and know that as you carry your Lesara handbag, know that you carry a piece of this journey, a symbol of a dream pursued, a testament to the power of believing in oneself. Shop now at lesara.com. That's L-E-I-S-A-R-A dot com.